Hi friends, and welcome to another episode of the Oakham Church Podcast. We're in our series of metamorphosis, and today we find ourselves in yet another of Paul's letters as we look at what he has to say in this letter, but also what he has to say with his life as well when it comes to transformation and spiritual formation and growth. You might have already noticed on the podcast this week, we're doing things a little bit differently. There's no background music uh, behind my voice. And that's because I'm currently sat in my back garden recording. And I thought it'd be really nice if you were able to possibly hear some of the noises that I'm able to hear as I'm sat in the garden in the sunshine. So you might hear, rather than music, you might hear the soundtrack of the dog in the garden or people mowing the lawns or the birds cheeping or wind in the trees or my neighbours moving around and doing their own thing and uh, so I just want that to be the backdrop for this episode because this is life, this is where the life happens. Very simply this week it'll be a short podcast because I'm literally going to just read to you from the message version uh, Paul's letter to Titus. So here we go. I, Paul, I'm God's slave and Christ's agent for promoting the faith among God's chosen people, getting out the accurate word on God and how to respond rightly to it. My aim is to raise hopes by pointing the way to life without end. This is the life God promised long ago, and he doesn't break promises. And then when the time was ripe, he went public with this truth. I've been entrusted to proclaim this message by order of our saviour, God himself. Dear Titus, legitimate son in the faith, receive everything God our Father and Jesus our saviour give you. I left you in charge in Crete so you could complete what I had half done. Appoint leaders in every town according to my instructions. As you select them, ask Is this man well thought of? Is he committed to his wife? Are his children believers? Do they respect him and stay out of trouble? It's important that a church leader responsible for the affairs in God's house be looked up to. Not pushy, not short-tempered, not a drunk, not a bully, not money-hungry. He must welcome people, be helpful, wise, fair, reverent, have a good grip on himself and have a good grip on the message, knowing how to use the truth to either spur people on in knowledge or stop them in their tracks if they oppose it. For there are a lot of rebels out there, full of loose, confusing and deceiving talk. Those who were brought up religious and ought to know better are the worst. They've got to be shut up. They're disrupting entire families with their teaching. And all for the sake of a fast book, one of their own prophets said it best. The Cretans are liars from the womb, barking dogs, lazy bellies. He certainly spoke the truth. Get on them right away. Stop that diseased talk of Jewish make-believe and made-up rules so they can recover a robust faith. Everything is clean to the clean-minded. Nothing is clean to the dirty-minded unbelievers. They leave their dirty fingerprints on every thought and act. They say they know God, but their actions speak louder than their words. They're real creeps, 
disobedient, good-for-nothings. Your job is to speak out on the things that make for solid doctrine. Guide older men into lives of temperance, dignity and wisdom, into healthy faith, love and endurance. Guide older women into lives of reverence, so they end up as neither gossips nor drunks, but models of goodness. By looking at them, the younger women will know how to love their husbands and children, be virtuous and pure, keep a good house, be good wives. We don't want anyone looking down on God's message because of their behaviour. Also, guide young men to live disciplined lives. But mostly, show them all this by doing it yourself. Incorruptible in your teaching, your words solid and sane. Then, anyone who is dead set against us, when he finds nothing weird or misguided, might eventually come round. Guide slaves into being loyal workers, a bonus to their masters. No backtalk, no petty thievery. Then their good character will shine through their actions, adding lustre to the teaching of our Saviour God. God's readiness to give and forgive is now public. Salvation available for everyone. We're being shown how to turn our backs on godless indulgent life and how to take on the God-filled, God-honouring life. This new life is starting right now and is whetting our appetites for the glorious day when our great God and Saviour Jesus Christ appears. He offered himself as a sacrifice to free us of dark, rebellious life into this good, pure life, making us a people he can be proud of, energetic in goodness. Tell them all this, build up their courage and discipline them if they get out of line. You're in charge. Don't let anyone put you down. Remind the people to respect the government and be law-abiding, always ready to lend a helping hand. No insults, no fights. God's people should be big-hearted and courteous. It wasn't so long ago that we ourselves were stupid and stubborn, dupes of sin, ordered every which way by our glands, going around with a chip on our shoulder, hated and hating back. But when God... Our kind and loving saviour stepped in. He saved us from all that. It was all his doing. We had nothing to do with it. He gave us a good bath and we came out of it new people, washed inside and out by the Holy Spirit. Our saviour Jesus poured out new life so generously. God's gift has restored our relationship with him and given us back our lives. And there's more life to come, an eternity of life. You can count on this. I want you to put your foot down, take a firm stand on these matters so that those who have put their trust in God will concentrate on the essentials that are good for everyone. Stay away from mindless, pointless quarrelling over genealogies and fine print in the law code. That gets you nowhere. Warn a quarrelsome person once or twice, but then be done with him. It's obvious that such a person is out of line, rebellious against God. By persisting in divisiveness, he cuts himself off. As soon as I send either Artemis or Titius to you, come immediately and meet me in Nicopolis. I've decided to spend the winter there. Give Zenus, the lawyer, and Apollos a hearty send-off. Take good care of them. Our people have to learn to be diligent in their work so that all necessities are met, especially among the needy, and they don't end up with nothing to show for all their lives. All here want to be remembered to you. Say hello to our friends in the faith. 
grace to all of you.